I have a question for you all. Uh, a not so hypothetical scenario. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, step one, and this is going to be scary, so stay with me. Uh, imagine you're me. <laughs> oh. Oh, I oh. hate this. Oh, oh no. Wow. Why is everything so high? I, why, I can't reach the top you... shelf. No. <laughs> All right. I was just about expecting that. That feels that feels normal. Have we gotten the requisite short jokes out of the way? <laughs> I can have more, but go on. Uh, okay. Um, now imagine you, uh, you're me and your mother is my mother. That being a 70-year-old uh, wo- uh, Italian woman who was raised Catholic. Uh, mm. You know, gen- general repression type stuff there. Um, and you're planning to have a uh, to, to visit her, right? Uh, but because of bad weather, she's like, oh, you know what? Uh, why don't you stay home and uh, you and Maya can do, uh, what, what's the term? Netflix and chill? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> what do you say back to her in this scenario? Do you tell her that's not what that term means? Because she might be saying it to people. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I mean, th- you just respond, LOL, parentheses, lots of love. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to cut, uh, rip the Band-Aid off and just tell her. Because I can, I cannot let my mother be out here saying to people that she might be Netflix and chilling because that's what she thinks it literally means. You should just tell your mom she has Riz and see what happens. <laughs> I know what Riz means, but I'm still just like, everyone just, it feels like everyone started saying it suddenly. I know it's got history, but still. I think my mom would hate Riz more than Netflix and chill. <laughs> Riz is one of the first, like, young people phrases where I'm like, if I said that, I would be the how you doing fellow teens uh, image. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't get away with Riz. It's like it's like the first uh I should say the first but it's it's the big like gen alpha slang that started to actually cross over into our world. Yeah, like gen z slang it's like yeah, you know, it it, it it I'm going to be out of place using it but I can get away with it. But gen z slang I'm like nah. I can't I can't be here keeping up with your skibbity toilets. I think that skib skib toilet is really funny because I can imagine getting invested in something stupid like Sky and Head Toilet <laughs> because I'm the kind of person who loves stupid stuff like that. But I'm also like, that's the Gmod man. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing here if not Skibbity Toilet? That's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you can tell, this is the first downtime of season 11. Uh, We're gonna do it a little bit differently this time. We're gonna mix up the formula. So from the beginning, Dice Funk has had, actually, I think since I took over, I guess season one doesn't count. We've had these kind of downtime scenes where players talk mostly to DM controlled NPCs to advance their storylines and kind of get a sense of what you're doing when you're not stabbing and setting things on fire. Uh, This time I wanted to do a little experiment because we have so many players the season and sometimes uh, they don't get to interact all that much Uh, and so I wanted to see what would happen if we had player to player downtime so that's what we're doing today Um, I'm gonna kick us off get us started with a little example to how I'm thinking it's gonna flow Um, but before we start does anybody have anything they want to say anything they want to establish because we just finished the first two arcs so the audience would have heard them back to back Austin, my only question is, do I have to have signed the PvP user license agreement to be in this episode? 
because because uh <laughs> i was gonna say yes like is, is this one of those things where we are going to be walking in and there's a possibility that someone's going to be one will be leaving the other character is going to have to be re-rolled is that <laughs> is that the plan long time listeners know that anything and everything is basically on the table so it, it's not completely unprecedented for one player to nuke another player player's character uh usually we try to <laughs> be respectful about it but it's happened before <laughs> I roll to just kill boys immediately. <laughs> Die. Oh no. Just it's oh, on site. Mongoose on snake. No words exchanged at all. Just it's like ah, uh, it's time to save or suck. Uh, let's go. Yeah. But so the audience would have heard the first arc, which was uh, you know, the the first vibe check was very very good. I loved doing that one. And then we had cr- the crab arc, very funny. And so everyone's coming home to rest. I'm gonna start with Hialeah's downtime and level up. Uh, it should be fairly obvious from context, but we don't use experience points. We do what are called milestone levels. So everyone will be at level six. Uh, so we're all, everyone's even. So I guess if we do start swinging, you have a, an evenly matched opponent. Um, but Hialeah is taking a level in Cleric, as I foreshadowed briefly during that arc. So she's a level five fighter and a level one Cleric. And I got to pick what kind of Cleric I was. And there was a couple of different choices uh, that could have been something. Uh, life and death are two different domains, which makes sense for a tree that can let you bring back the dead. But I ultimately went with the Grave uh, domain, mm. which sounds it sounds almost interchangeable with death, but actually I really like it because it's kind of the liminal space between life and death. It both has healing mm-hmm. and killing magic, so it, it it really represents. It's almost too on the nose. I worried is like this is gonna seem like something uh you know that was made for this character as opposed to just an option from the book. But for a character who is uh, open to resurrecting people or keeping them dead, uh, having this uh, magic that is uh, basically uh, either or between life and death. Uh, is very is very uh, apropos. Obviously, her uh, deity is the banyan tree. I think last we saw her, she was like kneeling in front of it, swords uh, thrust into the ground, um, and she kind of uh, goes to sleep. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, treants are uh, not quite like uh, mammals; they don't have the same like sleep needs. But she kind of rouses from uh, a rest and has a bunch of vines like growing over her sword and body if we talked about her weapon before it's like this amalgamation of a bunch of swords she's collected it now has like a wooden sword made of bark that has been added um while she slept and so she's gonna you know walk back to the gig the hotel on the island where people wait to have their their loved ones brought back um and she's gonna look for barbella who is a paladin because she has some questions about religion to ask her she feels the the power emanating from her uh, her holy item, you know, this uh, focus that you get as a as a cleric, which is the this uh, banyan blessed sword that has been added to her weapon. I should say, as being this kind of cleric, I get a couple of spell slots. Um, I get something called Eyes of the Grave, which allows me to detect undead. Um, I don't know if this is going to come up because I don't know if Quinn's planning like zombie enemies, but I do think. There could come a point where I, if I need to know if someone has been resurrected, 
maybe that will be something. This could be never come up in the next 40 episodes, but uh, this is uh, just an ability that comes with the cleric. <laughs> also, she has something called Circle of Mortality. If someone's downed, uh, when I try to heal them, I don't need to roll for it. They just heal as much as the spell can heal. So literally, I'm like master over like the line between life and death. Another thing is I can use Spare the Dying, which stabilizes someone, both as a bonus action and at range which neither can normally be done. So I decide who dies is kind of the effect of <laughs> you're, this. You're edging the terminally injured. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really a little freak about that line between life and death. Or I'm, I'm, th- I'm like thinking about going down that path. I'm only on level one, Cleric. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but yeah, my, my big uh, tree lady goes back to the gig and starts looking for Barbella. Uh, and th- that's the the end of my level up. So once uh, we hear what Barbella's level up is, we're gonna have these two characters meet and talk for a little bit, and sure. then that will be the first of first of three cross party scenes. So for Barbella's level up to level six, um, first first of all, thank you, Austin. You were very nice to me and let me have uh, a cool new thing. I now have a new weapon that is a crab leg. Mm-hmm. I get to keep the crab leg, <laughs> and I'm now gonna hit people with. With my family crab leg, because it's not needed for reattachment, therefore it's mine. It's a family heirloom now. Uh, so that's that's a plus one weapon, it's a crab leg. Um, I also have a feat, thank you Austin. Uh, I now have Savage Attacker. Uh, I can re-roll melee, damage, uh, melee weapon attack damage once per turn. Uh, so I can I can make sure I'm not whiffing too badly on on actually doing some damage when I hit. Um, yeah, you thank me for the feat as part of a level up. Uh, something I, I let players do because we don't do loot or money the way most D and D campaigns do or traditional D and D campaigns. But I let everyone pick either a feat or an item. So for Hylia, I just got a plus one sword represented by the wooden sword that she woke up and is in her is in her bundle. So that's it. But you you got a feat, so that that's cool. Yeah. It's more characterization. Exactly. Um, I also, at level six, six, start getting Aura of Protection. So, uh, whenever me or a friendly creature within ten feet has to make a saving throw, um, I can grant a bonus to the saving throw equal to my Charisma modifier. Uh, I have to be conscious to do it, so I can add a currently a plus two to a saving throw uh, for, for someone within ten feet of me. So I'm just just helping make sure people don't get don't get hurt, get a bit of extra HP, and I now know branding smite, so I can do I can I can get in some holy holy sounding magic now. Yeah, and your your crab leg spear is like a plus one upgrade bonus, but I think it's also like uh, has been augmented in some way. It's just not it's not like the, just the discarded leg. It probably has some kind of like metal, um, you know, like what's the word looking for, like core or some kind of other thing. I don't know. You can describe it because I think it's going to be like your signature weapon going forward. Yeah, so I I think that like there's definitely been um some kind of metal core inserted into the center of it. And it's on a handle now. Um. And I think the way it's it's set up is with like a a two hand handle, so that it can either be you know traditionally speared or swung like a like a sword. And it's not going to be you know a slashing weapon, but you can sure do some blunt damage with it if you put really put both arms of uh, weight behind it. Yeah. 
So we're going to establish some things about the gig. This is the one shared area between the parties because uh, the first of all, dry team cannot breathe underwater. Uh, I guess wet team can breathe above uh, water. I, I think I may have said to the opposite. That's not true. <laughs> like they, everyone can breathe <laughs> on land, but just just for the minimal uh, complication, this is like the one area where I think they'd be cool for the characters to interact. But we should we should paint a little bit more picture of this hotel because I'm picturing when you walk onto it from the island, it's actually pretty up scale dan i know you you had some thoughts about this from your hotel experience but it's yep. supposed to be like kind of luxurious because most of the people who can afford to come out here to get like someone resurrected are like relatively well off or like have some kind of you know patron or church or kingdom behind them so it's like pretty nice and it's only when you go downstairs into the the basement where it gets like danker and seedier um yeah i don't i don't think if there's like a potential month to year long wait time you you'll want to be in a motel six for that period of time <laughs> yeah but th that's that's something i'm interested in like working out because i i think there is kind of an evolution from this is like oh here's the premiere experience please enjoy your stay to like people playing cards and shooting each other with you know uh spear guns or whatever in the basement so wh wh where is barbella of these kind of two uh areas um so i think barbella is up on the 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 surface um uh, half of the of the gig um, I think there is a multi multidisciplinary faith room, as you might find in like an airport. Uh, but the way that I mm -hmm. picture this is, it is in the, the in those airport ones. It's usually the blandest room possible to be like any religion. You can just sort of imagine that this is a bit more like what your thing is. Um, I think Barbella has taken some pride in coming up here regularly to every time she finds out about another religion carve out a bit of the wall to be like here's stuff for that one it like the whole room is just a collage of there's a lot of religion circling the space oh interesting so uh do you have any proficiency in that because i don't know if i've actually rolled for my premier proficiency which is calligraphy um so i feel like i, I would just come up uh, while you're carving and just like start helping you wordlessly oh, and maybe even roll for that feel free to help barbella like does not have any proficiency in this this is this is a, I feel like everyone should have a space to, 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 to feel like they've been seen, even if Barbella does not have the skills to achieve her vision. Yeah, I, so I have something called the, the uh, Fire Rune, which doubles my proficiency with my tools. So my calligraphy is actually going to be a plus six as I, I walk up. And I'm gonna roll this twenty-one, uh, Quinn, as a as a neutral arbiter. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, so you're just trying to uh, like put your mark on it, or you're you're basically pointing your scripture up. This is your your Martin Luther hammering in your doctrines to everybody. Uh, no, it, it's not a political statement like Martin Luther. It's just doing uh, what well, the uh, marginalia, the the illuminated manuscript stuff that uh, you know the monks would do in uh, religious texts. I mean, twenty one is is astounding. It's very delicate and done with uh, astounding care. You're you're an expert of your craft. Cool s. How 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 is. How is your flourish on this? I mean, calligraphy is such a, a deeply personal and and like elaborate process. Is this something? I mean, you're a tree, so I guess maybe you're just fine with like sitting in one place and working. But like, what is uh, Hialeah's thought process? 
So there's a lot of um, tree imagery in religion to start off with. We're not breaking any ground here. We've in Dice Funk, we've in, indulged in it many times. The the the, the uh, Kabbalah stuff in season four, uh, the Norse stuff in like season seven. So uh, six and seven had that. So I'm just I think um, she's just trying to make this like a beautiful mural. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's not like uh, convert to Banyan tree or die scum, <laughs> which would be too, too intense. Um, if anything, I think it just shows a uh, like a reverence and a curiosity. Yeah, um, I think during this, Barbella is gonna come over and say, uh, um, "Hello, um, uh, uh, welcome. Uh, it's nice to see someone else in the space. Um, that's some love, wonderful work you're doing over there." Oh, hey, you're the. Um... The riddle, uh, Newt, what was it? The, some kind of, it's like a <laughs> the, big worm? The, 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 uh, the riddle snake. The riddle snake, yes. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. That's wild. <laughs> I, I didn't realize until I started talking that I was going to be dismissive. I thought I was going to be respectful. Why am I like this? <laughs> well, you know, we all find our faith where we, where we find it. You know, I find mine from a, a very intelligent being and you from a tree. <laughs> I, I don't think Barbella was intending to be dismissive either, but I think there's a little bit of playful back, a little bit of playful dismission. What does the snake think about the tree? Because the snake guards the well, and the tree can check people who get thrown into the well. Is there a connection? I, I would like to think that the two are like very, are fairly compatible religions. Like the the way I am imagining this now is. They might have both at one point been offshoots of the same religion. They're both fundamentally part part of the process of resurrection became a religious belief. And there might be a bit of a bit of rivalry in in sort of where that focus is. And and you know, if maybe they're not compatible, there's another term uh, for a meeting place of multiple religions, and that's a war zone. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, there's a, a motif in medieval uh, manuscripts called the Paradoxian tree, which is sometimes uh, portrayed as being formed of of snakes. Ooh. I'm putting this in the chat now. Laura and I did not talk about this before, <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. it occurs to me that the the banyan tree with its all you know its prop roots all stretched mm. out like you know snakes and then having this big snake underwater i don't know i'm not going anywhere particular with yeah. this i i i obviously I, I was getting like a pathologic vibe where it's all like these are two separate entities but in fact the roots of the tree become the snake underwater Ooh. kind of energy yeah interconnected <laughs> like yeah it's like they're yeah they're not they're not even in, they're not even competition but they're actually in concert but we ha we can't figure that out until we get to the true ending on the third playthrough <laughs> of the campaign. You, uh, Austin, didn't you say that banyan trees like they start off as like vines or something that constrict other trees? Yeah, they're called stranglers. They're they're mm. prop the propagation roots. Oh, like constrictors, <laughs> like snakes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, isn't a, yeah, isn't yeah. a vine basically the the plant equivalent of a snake? Maybe a ban the banyan oh. tree is just the adult form. Uh, of the juvenile riddle snake. All of the opposite. The, you know, a, a bit of the, the, the banyan tree broke off and became the riddle snake, and now it's got a well, life of its seed, own. Well, that's a seed, right? That's <laughs> a seed, right? A seed falls in the, into the uh, the water, spread, grows into the yeah, snake. Yeah, seed can tell riddles. <laughs> then I guess it murders some other unrelated uh, god tree, <laughs> and the cycle continues. 
these beautiful different religion myths about the same thing. We don't know which one's the right true one. Ooh. See, what I want to know is, like you said, it's a, it's a parasitic tree, right? What did it kill to, to become the current banyan tree? It's funny, I have an idea about that, but I actually don't know. Qu- Quinn has all these secrets, and I don't want to step on her toes. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotta be careful about what we say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think have, having made made that that uh, sort of slight slight joke uh, in in response, I think uh, Barbella is gonna catch herself and go, "No, no, sorry." Um, it is it is genuinely wonderful to see you here. Um, as you can see, I this is a space for all, and and I appreciate your your visiting. Is that a leg? Are you carrying around a leg, ma'am? Um, Barbella looks around for a second, confused, and then remembers. Oh, oh yeah, it is a leg. It's my it's my pop's leg. New family member. It's it's their leg. Hylia pulls out a scroll, starts taking notes. <laughs> just uh, interesting. <laughs> just, just carrying around a leg, huh? Uh, well, I, I, thought... I thought I I I found the leg. Some big bad banana boys took it. We got the leg back. It's now my leg. Apparently, legs don't work. Like you don't just like put them back on and then they're back on. So I have a leg now. That's the the weakness of the flesh organism. I, of course, could have a limb grafted on. It wouldn't even be a big deal. It wouldn't bother me at all. Sure, get good scrub, I guess. Um, have you ever seen the back of the riddle snake? Actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. Have you ever seen the riddle snake? <laughs> In, I've seen my tree is the thing. Oh, so I'm just oh is this? Are we, are we having a, comp- a, 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 a competition about religions and who's uh, you know got more evidence that a deity? Is that what we're doing? Because I can do that. Um, my uh, holy text was was a gift from from the riddle snake. I I have I have this thoughtfully laminated for my aquatic life style. It it handed it to you like in its mouth. I mean, like. It's a big snake. I'm a small being. It, it, you know, it, it came, deposited the, the, the book, and then off it went. You know. I'm imagining you picking it off the seafloor and just being like, ah, oh, the riddle, the riddle snake has gifted. Yeah, it to me. I, look, I'm not gonna <laughs> say that, like, you know, this was a, this was a couple of feet away interaction. It might be a book fell out the sky. I look up and something was leaving. It's like, ah, you brought me a gift. Thank you, riddle snake. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, so I think Hylia says, so you've seen it. Have you ever seen the back of it? Because now I'm curious if, if it's connected to the tree. The... What do you mean, the what, the, the it, it's back? It's got sort of like fins along the back. Like the end. Like oh, one end. end is a head. I think we can all agree on that. I'm talking I'm, about the other end. I'm pretty sure I've seen it have two ends, I think. I'm pretty sure. I really think that's a thing you could be certain about if you tried hard and you believed in yourself. I feel hey, like you could reach certainty. Hey, hey, brain stuff is hard. <laughs> why, why is Hylia such a dick? I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're just, just making fun of someone with poor memory now. Your religion sucks and it sucks you can't remember your god well enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm still learning about the tree. I've I've been meditating about it. You can see it's a uh, 
it reached out to me and she shows you her her bundle of swords and it has you know like kind of the vines and roots growing around it and a, and a new wooden sword has been included yeah. it says so you know so i kind of got phenomenal cosmic powers it's not like a huge deal have, have, i need to ask you now have you seen the other end of your tree Oh fuck! Oh shit! Oh god! Oh fuck! <laughs> My, how the tables have turned! No, that's what I'm worried about because I don't know how far down it goes. There's not like a a, a layer of like Im- impenetrable rock, like you know, in some other biomes. Like this is it's just plants, 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 and then ocean. So, well, sometimes sometimes the mysteries are the things that keep us, you know. Give us, give us things to ponder in in religion. Having having things to sit with and meditate with is part of faith. You know, we don't have all the answers, and we sometimes have to look to slightly cryptic riddles to ponder the answers. Well, as a writer, I love ambiguity. You know, I think it's a very powerful tool. But market research shows that people prefer definitive, solid answers. It's very comforting for them. So there's you, this, uh, there's this tension in writing. You know, in, you in the industry, pe- you say people. You say people pre- prefer mm. th- like firm answers. I don't. I like the riddles. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh man. I, I, I like having to do a bit of thinking with with my religious uh, answers. I like I like I like a little brain teaser where I gotta I gotta, I gotta find the answer. Uh, Looking at your he- heaving, bulging biceps and being like, "Yeah, you look like a thinker." <laughs> look, I'm just glad you looked at the muscles and not at the wall of um of Barbella's attempted riddles that is in this room, which contains such half-finished riddles as, "How many spiders have legs?" Eight. <laughs> like it's almost yeah. it's almost a setup and and, and payoff. <laughs> With the 21, I'm calligraphing a really cool-looking spider uh, that kind of incorporates, like, a, like a tattoo cover-up, right? So <laughs> it's, it's, like, still there, but, you know, it looks like it's just, like, a background detail as opposed to there just being a half-finished riddle on the wall of the, the, the hotel. Um, yes, I think I think Barbella comes over and has a, a more uh, sort of close look at what's going on and goes... Uh, like, I know I'm j- joking a bit, but um, it it is genuinely nice to meet someone new up here. And if if there's anything I can do to make this space more at home, uh, let let me know. I do try and keep this place as communally focused as possible. Yeah, I mean, we all have to pitch in. Uh, I think I have uh, room uh, turn turn down shift. Do you want to help me uh, clean up some stuff? Sure, why not? Um, I will. I will need to stick to the jobs where I'm not going to get anything too damp. Like I could clean the bathroom. I probably <laughs> shouldn't be like do it, turning the sheets over because I'm gonna. I'm, my skin's gonna leave them a little damp. Oh, okay, yeah. So I was trying. That's what I'm trying to transition into here is discussing like different duties people have here at the gig because you know there isn't like an active uh, like service economy. Uh, so I was just thinking, well, how could people help out? Uh, but yeah, being yeah. on bathroom duty because you're wet <laughs> hands and get everything's <laughs> damp. Well, I mean, would be funny. like on top of that, like 
Barbella actively has, like, magic around the creation and control of water a little bit, so I think it makes sense for her to be, like, hey, I can just stand in a bathroom, close the door, spin around magicking water everywhere, and then, like, open the door once, like, the big deep clean is done. Just do a little spin cycle in there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, sometimes we have on this show where we create, like, a capitalist nightmare, and I ask everyone, how are you going to overthrow this? This one is actually, I think, a pretty cool situation where everyone is pitching in. I think this is a pretty close to a communal living situation where everyone is responsible for the one big building. <laughs> so uh, I like that we're, we're, we have bathroom duty. I think Hialeah, as we walk out of the, the chapel area, says to you, you said there were uh, birthday banana boys? What was that? Oh, I I str- I struggled to follow it. There were people, they had a little banana banana pins on them. They beat up I think some cra- some crabs, but maybe the crabs beat themselves up because they were trying to do crimes against the rest of crab family. Oh, I... crimes. Yeah, yeah, crimes. Tell me about this. True crime is so hot right now. She <laughs> pu- pulls out a huge inkwell. And um, that's 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 us fading into the background as she's trying to pump you for, for details. I, uh. I, I want to very quickly give the context. Most of what Barbella will give you is I found the crab leg. I tried to smell where the crab leg was coming from. I walked in circles following the crab leg. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter if it's true or useful. Uh, there are no ethics apparently in true crime podcasting. I don't know if you all have seen oh, the news. Oh, I'm, a- I'm well aware of the <laughs> horrors. Okay. I know the horrors. <laughs> the horrors persist, and so do I. <laughs> I, I. I'm just picturing this like you're you're talking about true crime. We're off to kind of take care of some true crime over in the bathrooms ah. right now. So, I'd like to point. I'd like to point out that Austin, you went. Oh no, we've got a real like you know community thing here, and your character has multiple times talked about market research and the profitability of what you're recording. <laughs> I do. I, so I started off thinking this character is going to be a kind of self-insert, just kind of like, uh, you know, it's like a, a pretentious writer person. But, like, I can't do it and not become uh, self-hating. I don't know what the instinct is there, but I'm immediately turning the venom on myself. But it's, it's instinctual. So weird. Uh, so, someone send this uh, fucking recording to my therapist. Uh, but that's the that's the setup. That's the first of three downtime scenes I think we're going to do here. So uh, I think uh, whoever wants to go next can jump in. Um. um okay so uh next up i will just kind of share what boyce is doing for uh, their level up boyce is uh for reminder is a uh water genasi wizard an order of the scribe wizard um and they took wizard for their sixth level which gives them a new feature called manifest mind so the order of the scribe wizard has a it was called an, an awakened spell book it's basically like a spell book but with an arcane mind in it of some sort and at level six, you can manifest it as a spectral object that's almost like an extra, like mild familiar type thing. And it has looks like a, it looks like in in Boyce's case, it's going to look like an ever shifting series of like uh, outlines of blueprints for schematics and stuff like that. Um, and what it has a few main benefits. The big one is that um, it is able to communicate with boys what it sees and hears and boys can cast spells from its location uh as well as his own so it basically gives like a lot of extra flexibility and stuff in addition to that i did pick up a feat uh when pressed on like what to go for and the feat i grabbed was 
Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Gotta go my features. Elemental Adept with a focus on acid damage. So if voice cast a spell that does acid damage, it could ignore resistances and treats all ones on damage dice rolls as twos. Um, and effectively, Boyce, you know, most of the time uh, spends his time when he visits the gig kind of underwater in like the tavern area, like just in a quiet corner, having a drink and working on like possible proposals for buildings and stuff. But uh, today, uh, Boyce has been sort of uh, requested to visit a, well, I, I would say a friend. I think that uh, in this case, Boyce knows of the person that they're going to visit and has been there a few times. Uh, they're heading on up to the dry side of the gig to uh, visit Lillian, actually. That is a beautiful segue to me talking about my level up. Uh, Lillian is once again a bard of the College of Drama, which is just uh, some reflavorings to the College of Spirits, technically. And for today's level up, uh, still bard, and I, that includes getting a new spell that is, I'm calling it uh, Pull Back the Curtains, but it's technically Dispel Magic. And also, looking here, I also got a new feat called Skill Expert. It's uh, the things that I picked for that are I got plus one to my intelligence score and proficiency in investigation because I feel like Lillian's going starting to get the like general idea uh, better of like what vibe checking is actually going to be like and what like needs to be done for fair to do a good job. And then I also decided to pick expertise in acrobatics because I feel like jumping over fire and uh, not falling in the ocean make for some good uh, re reasons to uh, like justify that expertise. And then the last the last thing right now that I got for my level up is a feature called Spirit Sessions. Uh, I'll describe that a little bit. Using your spiritual focus, you conduct an hour-long ritual with up to three willing creatures and temporarily learn one spell from any class, which counts as a bard spell for you, but doesn't count against the number of bard spells you know. Once conducted, you can't conduct another one until the start of a long rest. And I was imagining that as a kind of reflavor for the drama aspect of this subclass, that instead of spirit session, it would be rehearsals for the plays that Lillian puts on in the nice lounge theater dining area, like on the top side of the gig. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention, Boyce also got some new spells. Uh, Shatter and Haste are the spells that I picked up at this level for Boyce. But yes, um... Uh, and on the premise of like rehearsals and such, I think Lillian might have contacted Boyce to come up and just like in uh, uh, check over like the set design and such, uh, whether or not it's like up to code or whatever else. I guess we'll figure <laughs> out when we get rolling in the scene here. But uh, what does Boyce see uh, when they kind of enter into the area? Uh, so you're going to see this like the, the the mental image I have for like the it's like a dinner and a show type place like I, I i'm imagining it like you've got the nice tables and this nice stage it's not like a full-on theater but it's kind of like i i have a picture from what i think is something from the caesar's like hotel from las vegas 
And I'm just going to pull that up real quick for reference for you guys. Oh, wow. That seems that seems about right. That's appropriately lavish, I think. Yeah. And boys, you're going to be heading to the backstage area because the curtains are drawn right now and Lillian is getting things prepared. You're going to be walking in on fair, like, like kind of like not rushing around, but, you know, like getting things set up. Like you've you've got these like big props and like painted sets like half put together so far because Lillian, uh, what Faye does for uh, the performances that Faye puts on like pretty regularly at the gig are things that uh, I like to call one Faye plays where I put on a one person performance of lots of different kinds of, of plays and musicals. And tonight's performance is going to be Alice in Prismere. <laughs> <laughs> because when you walk in, you're also going to see that uh, Lillian typically wears a masquerade mask. That's like your basic like one that you would like see at like Mardi Gras, but this time uh, Faye has a different mask on. I'm moving my cat. <laughs> I'll repeat that. Faye's actually wearing a different mask than the one that I, in 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 that I introduced them with, which is one that has these big rabbit ears on the top, because as a part of my level up from getting that magic bunny item from the first vibe check, uh, I've decided to make it a mask of the unlucky rabbit. And I'm just going to pull that up real quick. Inventory. This is the first time I've ever made a cu custom magic item on D&D <laughs> <D> Beyond. <laughs> It gives a plus one to my spell save DC, and it also carries the uh, unlucky effect that Quinn described last time. Of uh -huh. If I let it affect me three times with unluck, I can turn one roll into a crit and then can't use it again until another long rest. I, I, it was fun listening over that uh, the prior episode and finding like yeah you can't just like fail at picking your nose three times that does you got you gotta have there has to be meaningful failures here let's uh... yeah you gotta shit your pants <laughs> Look, failing to pick your nose is pretty serious some people that would be a success <laughs> it uh, could be serious if it means you like pick your nose and then like poke your eye out somehow. <laughs> It's just like the worst way that something could fail. <laughs> you could Homer Simpson yourself and put a crayon right up into your brain. That's the worst anyone's ever done it. Ah, oh, amazing. But that made him super smart. That's no, removing the crayon made him super smart. Putting the crayon in turned him into Homer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. To put it yeah. back in at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. It's 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 uh, like a weird like flowers for Algernon moment, but with a flowers for Crayola. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that is what uh, boy sees when they walk in is uh, L Lillian with the new mask trying to get Alice for Prismere set up. I, I would think that like while boys is around, you know, up there, they got like a like. Uh, some sort of like wider brim hat, not necessarily a cowboy hat on. They got like their vest, which I'm guessing, based on your depiction of it, Sarah, is like a high vis <laughs> vest, just like. But then they have like a duster coat that they uh, are wearing over their shoulders, arms out through the sleeves, and it just sort of almost looks like like a manta ray sort of backing as they move around and such there. Um, but as Boyce enters the backstage. Uh, Gaudi, uh, their uh, spectral, their their uh, 
their Quantrix, uh, I was uh, Gotti, their, uh, what was I going to say, their fractal uh, familiar is slithering along with them and then alongside, they're flanked on the other side by this ever-shifting series of like schematics and such as uh, they just sort of immediately start taking in the set design before even uh, addressing Lillian initially, just being like, oh, okay, okay, let's see, this thing properly supported, okay, double, okay, triple, oh, that nail needs a little bit of a touch up there, uh, oh, hey, Lillian! Oh, boys! Welcome, welcome! It is good to see you and your little floaty guy. I, I, I am so sorry. I am been a little frazzled today, getting everything set up. Uh, what was his name again? Uh, oh, it's a little fella here. Uh, it's just Gotti, you know. Just don't don't pay much mind. They're just they're just taking a look around, and as you'll see, Gotti just sort of like just phases through the set pieces, just uh, moves around slowly, just taking in the scenery, um, just minding its own business there. <clears throat> I'm always impressed by how much you put into the set design for these one fay plays you're doing here. It's a uh, it's admirable to say the least. Oh, it's nothing. I, I I used to have to do this kind of work all the time back at the uh, Treehouse Community Garden Theater, the one back in my hometown. Right, right. I think you mentioned that to me before. I mean, was that still a one fay operation when you were doing that? Back then, no, no, no. It was uh, me and my whole family taking care of it, hmm. but I was still mostly the set designer, and sometimes I would get to be on stage. But I do love to paint and put things together and make sure it all looks beautiful for the actors. Ah, well, I mean, listen, you've you've been doing just a great job so far. I, uh, what my, excuse me, one moment here, and then, like, Boyce peeks their head around one of the items, and then you can almost hear, like, a the sound of like a little bit of hammering as the, the boys <laughs> pops their head back. Like, uh, there was just a nail that was a bit too far out for, uh, for standards. You know, you can, you can, the tolerances are about like, you can do one to two millimeters. Once it gets to five millimeters out, that's technically a hazard. It could cause some tearing of fabrics and stuff. And you don't wouldn't want any, anything like that to happen backstage. Uh, even if it's just by yourself, you know, you got to make sure that the, the ambiance is not interrupted by even the mildest of mishaps. Oh, absolutely. That is why I love when you can come visit and help me with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so good on the, 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 the artistry side of things, obviously. But, you know, it's always good to see craft uh, crafts work that is just of a high caliber at any scale here. But, yeah, uh so, uh, do you know what? What, do you, what can you tell me about the show you're putting on for this? So, the show that I'm going to be putting on is going to be a uh, a classic tale, Alice and Prismere. It's about a little girl who goes to the Feywild, a long gone uh, realm full of magic and mystery, and there's a rabbit that she's chasing, and she just can't reach it. I see. So you're going to be playing as both the the the. the you're going to be playing as both the chaser and the chasey in this case, then, or? Oh yes, I will. It's going to be a little difficult to uh, choreograph that, but you know, it's uh, never stopped me before. I'm pretty sure you can possibly maybe use some. Uh, I mean, some of your native magical stuff. Maybe something illusory to sort of fabricate a. Uh, uh, a, a second entity on stage when necessary. You know, there's a. There's probably some ways you can weave some of that in there, I would say. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could uh, use some of my special effects to uh, put some minor illusions out on the stage and, uh, like, act along with that. Right, right. Uh, very fascinating. But, yeah, uh, it's most of the stuff looks here pretty uh, pretty up to, to code, as far as I can tell. Uh, what, one second here. Uh, boy Sen just sort of uh, goes down and, like, Gets out on a knee and just checks another item. Like, uh, yeah, this thing here. Uh, one second, and um, they uh sort of gesture fingers along and uh, effectively uses like I would say like a shaped version of acid splash to sort of erode one of the corners of something that has just a bit too sharp of an edge. It's like you gotta be careful about the like it. The assembly, you gotta be careful. You gotta make sure these things are safe for assembly and disassembly. There, make sure things that are. Put right back to where they are, but huh. oh boy! Just, just L- Lillian nodding their head solemnly, like, "Oh yeah, yeah." But yeah, uh, it's been so. How's everything else been for you while here? I mean, you're obviously doing some other work while you're out and about. I think last time you mentioned you're getting involved in what vibe checkings? What it said? Yep, it's a vibe checking world for me and. uh Hylia and Stranger, we are doing a great job so far of getting people through the process of making sure that they can come back to life. One of the greatest things that you can ever do for someone. Right. Right. Ah. Hmm. Greatest things, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, one of my best friends I brought back to life with that. Right. Oh, shoot. You're going to have to run that name by me. Who is that person again? Uh, needles. Right. Uh, cactus person, what were they? Mm-hmm. She's currently not here right now because she's busy with uh, her study and stuff, but she's like in the gig somewhere, I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure I might have seen them around at some point, but yeah, I mean, obviously being under under the waters here and being around the likes of Barbella, you know, we're clearly, clearly keenly aware of the riddle stake and the well and the possibility of that. It's just something I haven't really thought, put too much thought on for my own sake. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, hmm. It's weird that you say that sort of the best thing you can do for someone because at the very least in my case, uh, I guess the best way to say is that uh, one second, and and as Boyce continues talking, they just go around back behind one of the set pieces and tries to continue talking while doing some more, like, hammering to fix some stuff. <laughs> uh, I have, well, what what are your thoughts if somebody were to basically say, you know, don't bring me back? Hmm. Just L- L- Lillian has a bit of a pause. And then, I guess, Faye would say something along the lines of, Oh, well, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come back, especially if you're not dying of old age or anything, but I guess if someone wants that, then it would be bad to bring them back, but I've never really thought about that before. Mm. Mm. Just a curiosity in my part, uh... I came here with uh, someone very close to me, and uh, and uh, their name was Ollie. And when their 
time came up, it probably was a bit earlier than some would have expected. They weren't, uh, they were not advanced in age or anything, but they were aware of the, the well and the riddle snake and all that. And as time came close, they, well, they just told me point blank, you know, no matter what, just don't bring me back. Just allow me to, well, allow me to rest afterwards. And so it makes me kind of curious about just uh, those who, if that, if there might be the case where somebody might be bringing someone back who doesn't want to return. Just, uh, f- first of all, I think Lillian kind of looks like, like contemplative and then like, like looks at you with kind of like, uh, not concerns, not the right word. But just like, you know, like it looks like Faith feels a little bad for you. It's just like, oh, that must have been really hard for you to lose a friend like that. You know, I don't think you ever uh, brought that up before in the time that we've known each other. What makes you think about it? Is it because I'm uh, working in this uh, training now to do the vibe check-in? A little bit, yeah. I mean, like, it's not to say that I don't think it's a nobody should ever come back. Wouldn't suggest that in the slightest. But it just makes me contemplate just thinking on my particular situation and kind of what I'm all here for. Yeah. And I'll, I'll assure you, please don't feel bad on my part. Lily. I appreciate, I appreciate the concern, but not strictly necessary. Uh, the best way I could describe it is that when I was with Ollie, uh, it, it was always great making them smile, making them happy. And when the time came, I think the way the best said it said it to me was just, you know, Hey boys, you know, you know, make sure that you keep doing what you did for me for those around you, you know? And so instead of trying to bring them back, uh, my sort of goal is more about trying to do what I can in their memory. And so they're never f- truly forgotten. Well, that is a beautiful sentiment. It is why we tell stories. It's why we entertain people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's oh, what one second? Sorry, uh, <laughs> boys. Then you conjures up a uh, uh, conjures up a, uh, a a mage hand to reach up and kind of like screw in one of the uh, the lights in a little bit more tightly from above. <laughs> just like it's also why we make sure that all of our fixtures are nicely situated so they don't accidentally fall on stage and cause a, a mishap or worse here. <sighs> but yeah. Don't mind my uh, idle thoughts too much, Lillian. You got to focus on your show for everyone here. Oh, it's, it, 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 I don't. I, I don't mind them at all. You are a delight to be around. Well, thank you kindly, there, Lillian. Now, I guess uh, do you still need to do a dress rehearsal before the big show, or are you feeling pretty confident about your performance? It never hurts to do a dress rehearsal. You never want to be uh, unprepared for getting in front of an audience, even if you've done it a million times before, like I have. Well, if you don't mind, I would uh, kind of like to just uh, sit in on it and just kind of make sure that the show goes uh, nice and smoothly then. Oh, that's wonderful. I'd love to have an audience before I have an audience. (laughs) All right. Um... I, I picture at this point it would be like a segue to the performance itself going on, um, or at least the, the the dress rehearsal itself going on. I'm not sure how we want to handle any 
if we want to do any roles for this, I don't know. What's everyone else's thoughts on this? But yeah, I fi- I figured either like rolling for this or this being like a good transitory point out toward the next scene that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Either or. Performance check. Get that failure early. <laughs> <laughs> I just like all like all, all, like he was like I'm gonna choose to have this thing fail automatically. Just all of the uh, attempts to fix the stage just fail at the same time and everything <laughs> falls down on the set. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just I, 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 just for the for the heck of it, let's see what this performance role would look like. All right, twenty one, not bad. Nothing breaks. Everyone thinks you rule. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a great performance. I mean, like. <clears throat> Now let's see the carpentry check to see if the stage collapses. God, what would be a carpentry check in this case here? Dexterity. A car- carpentry is an actual like tool proficiency. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's a tool. Proficiency. Yeah, and boys doesn't have carpenter's tools. They have calligrapher supplies, so they can do like checks up. <laughs> uh, oh, it's just a, a flat D twenty. Yeah. Let's roll a flat D twenty here. That's a nineteen. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pick up carpentry tools at some point here. Boyce is just Boyce has a high vis vest, but they should not. They have not gone through their due diligence and training for it comes to actually fixing things. Lilith well, doesn't he's need an, to know he's, that. Uh, Boyce is an architect, not necessarily the builder. Yeah, this is their their hot. They're uh, designing and interacting some of their hobbies, but thankfully they did not kill Lillian with messing up the set design. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would say that that's a pretty clean setup there. Uh, so I, I guess where, where will this be? I was thinking that we're probably in like the back rooms of this expansive hotel somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I can, yeah, I can open up. Uh, so, uh, I am playing stranger once again. He is a circle of the moon druid and he is now level six. Yeah, that's it. Um, I got a couple of things at this level. Uh, number one, first, the feat I took uh, is uh, war. What is it? Hold on. Okay, uh, the feat I took, uh, Warcaster. So I have advantage on Constitution saving throws uh, that you make to maintain your concentration on a spell when you take damage. I can perform somatic components of a spell even when you have a weapon or shield in both hands. I'm just still going to use the the lantern he has hanging from his shoulder for flavor, but effectively I can cast spells and use a shield. Uh, and I can use my reaction to make an opportunity attack to cast a spell uh, that has a casting of time of one action and targets only that creature. Um, I am fluffing this as Stranger has realized that uh, this job is going to be relatively dangerous uh, because he's going to have to physically fight things in this uh, this alternate dream state sort of banyan tree reality. Uh, and he has been preparing himself by, like, incorporating some of the, the leftover building materials that he has scavenged from the shed he is now living in, uh, like, in between his vines to, uh, to construct a shield. Like, little, uh, like he's got a rusty trowel, maybe, into his, uh, his right arm, uh, 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 right chunk of vines that make up his right arm. Uh, just sticking out. He he's beefing up his his body with a little like like a hermit crab almost. He's he's building Aww. his own home around himself. Mm. Uh, in a way. Uh, what else do I get? Uh, I 
got the spell Erupting Earth, which is basically the druid equivalent of a fireball. I pick a zone, a uh, 20-foot square area, and the ground just kind of explodes uh, as well. Jesus. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a cube, so I'm launching, I guess, the debris up until the air, and then it just fucks up the ground entirely, and it's difficult terrain for a while. Uh, so that's fun. And the main draw of this level is that as a Circle of the Moon Druid, at level 6, uh, all of my beast form attacks are now magical and overcome uh, resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. Uh, as well, the key feature of Circle of the Moon Druid is that I get higher level animal transformations. Uh, I believe by standard you can only ever get up to 1 if you're a uh, CR1, if you're a non-Circle of the Moon Druid. Uh, I get to go all the way up to six, potentially. Currently, I am at CR2, which includes an Allosaurus. Uh, hey. So I can just turn into a dinosaur now, <laughs> or a pumpkin version of it, if I so yeah. please. And for anyone who doesn't know about a CR, that's challenge rating. It's basically how tough it would be if the DM decided to throw it at you. Yeah, and that's about the gist of my level up. Would you like to share Strangers first and then go into the scene? Or not, would you like to share Reapers first and then go into the scene? Yeah, we all have uh, characters with weird little names, so it's easy to mix them up. Yeah, so Reaper is level six, and she has taken her sixth level with Monk, which means she gets an extra key point. But the thing I'm most excited about is she gets a little uh, extra Shadow Monk ability, and this time she gets Shadow, sh uh, shadow Step. So as a bonus action, Reaper can teleport 60 feet to an unoccupied space that she can see that is in either dim light or darkness, and then she'll get advantage on the first melee attack she makes before the end of the turn. So essentially my character can teleport through shadows, which is an insanely uh, cool thing. I believe the Shadow Monk is supposed to be flavored like a ninja, so it's supposed to be like ninjas moving through it, but just channeling the darkness is kind of cool enough. Um, and I'll also note that Reaper took the feat tough, uh, because she went down twice in the last arc. So she's very frustrated by herself and she's put extra time into training her, her fortitude. So now her HP is significantly higher. Yeah. Um, so I guess where this scene is taking place. Uh, so this is a pretty big hotel and of course there's going to be all sorts of, uh, back rooms uh, in it for, you know, storing, uh, stuff for like big events or conventions or what have you that aren't in active use or um, you know boiler rooms all that sort of thing yeah. uh, I'm also considering if I, I can throw this out there this place because it's like floating in the water is probably in a lot of ways in a constant state of repair right like it, yes, yes. Um, maybe this is in like Kind of, where the scene is taking place in kind of a closed off wing that is in more desperate need of attention that isn't really open to the public. Like if you ever ever been to uh, Ellis Island, there are parts there that you cannot go in without a hard hat because there is concern that it's going to collapse. <laughs> yeah, I think we've uh, established there's really only one handyman that works on the top side. So yeah, the idea that there are sections that just like they haven't gotten to yet is uh i think a, a good touch so uh i imagine that uh reaper is in that area because nobody should be in there and she likes private places to train mm -hmm. uh and i think stranger uh is finding himself in this area uh for one because he likes to wander 
uh, and he <laughs> is potentially maybe hearing Strange, uh, not Stranger, potentially hearing Reaper uh, calling out her attacks and is wondering if uh-huh. there's a ghost. Shadow step! <laughs> Just over and over again. Uh, in my mind, she is teleporting from corner to corner of this room, then like resting for five minutes and then doing it all over again. Yeah, maybe that's occurring, and uh, she uh, she takes her latest shadow step, and uh, Stranger is like leaning against the like the the broken door of well, I guess uh, the maybe this is like uh, this this was a, a former um, like honeymoon suite that has <laughs> fallen into extreme disrepair. Yeah, there's uh, uh, like a. Um like a sign that's like live laugh love that <laughs> it's it's broken it just says live anymore <laughs> at this point uh a heart-shaped bed that uh reaper's like karate chopped in half yeah oh it's it's all it's all sorts of fucked up my that's a fancy move you have there you what? enjoying yourself what the fuck are you i'm a stranger with what does that mean? Is that your name or what you are? Isn't that what a name is? I mean, we, what? you're a pumpkin. What are you? <laughs> well, what are you? I'm me. <laughs> I am XX Black Ebon Reaper XX, the strongest ultimate fighter. Uh, stranger, um... I, I think uh in not not fully mock uh shock but like or like amazement like but a little bit like overblown who was like oh well uh and he he takes his hat off and like bows low to the ground <laughs> and goes it is uh an honor to meet your meet your hmm, it's an honor to make your acquaintance reaper uh reaper is going to be visibly uh taken aback by this but she wants to make it she's trying to cover up the fact that she is surprised anyone actually treats her with this respect as everyone usually is just like sure thing you know? <laughs> so she's just like yeah that's more like it mm. i suppose you're not too bad pumpkin man tell me how did you earn that title by being the strongest I imagine you have a number of kills under your belt then? Of course. Who wouldn't? I've killed loads of people. Did billions. <laughs> billions, you say? Yes. Like, she's very obviously <laughs> spoken too highly, and now she's trying to... She's like, Ab- absolutely. I kill people by the hundreds. Whatever I want. This is the 40-year-old virgin scene. I definitely have touched a boob. It feels like sand. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Why? Because they were weak, and they should be killed. Only the strong survive in this world. Oh, God, I'm on the team of the eugenicist. (laughs) Uh, I think Stranger... Cox has had a bit of nods and says there is some truth to that, but it's not always just raw strength. Oh, yeah? What happens where you're from, pumpkin man? 
Oh, well, sometimes it's the clever to elude their... The clever can elude their hunter, lead them astray into their own trap. Oh, defeating people with your mind. Is that what you mean? Yes, or simply running. <laughs> running is what cowards do. And I'm not a coward. A coward may survive. The strongest fighter will eventually die. But then again, we all do. Not me. I will become so strong, no one can kill me. You wish to be immortal? Well, of course. Isn't that what strong people would want? <laughs> I imagine it's quite lonely. Yeah, well, a lot of things are lonely. That's where I'm at my strongest. So is that what you're doing here? Are, are you training? I would think that if you're at your apex, the strongest there is, nothing, uh, you, you would have no reason to train. It seems a bit silly, isn't it? Ha! Spoken like a mid-tier fighter. <laughs> there are always new levels of strength to unlock. You just have to surpass your limits over and over again. And besides, I need to do something to occupy my time while I wait in this dump. What are you waiting for? Whatever they need me to do. Whatever silly, pathetic task I have to accomplish for everyone else. Well, it sounds like you don't want to be here. Wouldn't you have more, I don't know, entertainment as a bounty hunter? At least then you would have targets to kill. Perhaps, but there are reasons why I need to be here. I'm waiting for someone. Hmm. A traveler, perhaps? Let's just say I'm on a list. Ah, for Lillian's latest performance. You're here to see the show. What? No. With their shows? No, I don't I don't care about the shows. I'm on the list to bring people back. Fair is quite a skilled thespian. Maybe that would help pass your time a bit better. Oh yes. You seem to know this person quite intimately. Oh, we're co workers. Yeah. Well, I've never seen you around here before. What is it you do, pumpkin man? Oh, I'm new in town. I believe uh, your people call it vibe checking. There, There's the people that are on the queue to bring back a loved one, a friend, a family member, you know. And we have to see if they are worthy of it, I suppose. And he says that a bit, like, derisively. Like, he doesn't he doesn't like the criteria that he he I'll leave it. he says it a bit derisively, but doesn't really expand on it. Sure. Uh, uh, Reaper is going to kind of cross her arms and hump and be like, uh, I think I've heard people talk about it. It's some sort of kumbaya love mission you all do, right? To decide if people should be brought back. 
In theory, I don't know if that is at least my criteria for it. But yes, in essence. Well, let me make one thing very clear to you, Pumpkin Man. Since you respect my strength, understand that the person I'm bringing back doesn't go through your little mission. They come back no matter what. Oh? Yes. The deal I made is a clean ticket. There's no judgment put on them. They're coming back. What deal did you make? I'm not aware of anything. As far as I'm uh, concerned, I currently don't have a boss. Well, maybe you do when you don't realize you have one. Everyone has masters. Of course. Does not mean my master is here. Are you referring to someone from back home, where the the pumpkins grow? Are they all pumpkins? Though some are, yes, something's a bit stranger. <laughs> and he chuckles at that, get it? It's my name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I don't think you gave me your name before. How could I have gotten the joke? I, I did, it's stranger. I've been calling you Pumpkin Man this entire time. Yeah, I assumed it was a racist thing. <laughs> no, I just didn't. I didn't hear your name. I'm not. I Don't tell anyone that I am. Have you been I, hanging around with that bartender? I, so where are you from again? Tell me about it. The, the land. The, the, the scary land. Oh, it's a... Uh... Well, quiet place for the most part until it is decidedly not. If you catch my meaning. And he says that it's sort of dripping with like <laughs> the implication that it can it could get ugly. Yeah, it sounds like a real rough time. Oh, if you don't know what to expect or how to carry yourself, you might find yourself prey. But if, if you believe yourself to be, let's say, a predator, you may be disillusioned to that reality rather fast. And you? Are you a predator? I'm a teacher. I don't believe in ultimate strength or some... Silver bullet to solve your problems. Nature grows and changes. Things live and die. Nothing is static. I believe holding to stagnation will only bring your ruin at the end of the day. And tell me, stranger, do you have family? Oh, yes, I do. I think you might like them. I doubt it. A word of advice? Family is a crutch. They will always betray you. You're weaker with them. Until you dispel that illusion, I don't think you really will be the strongest person alive. And then he slinks off. Oof. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Why don't you fight me, right? There we go. <laughs> Whoa, what's that? You want to fight? Okay, I'm an Allosaurus now. What are you going to do about it? I do like the idea that she just starts shouting and she just realizes you're gone and then just stands there kind of blankly. Like, 
Oh, I'm talking to myself now. I'm talking to myself now. Good. The only person worth talking to. Back to the training montage. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Dan, where would Stranger go next? Um, you know, I think, so Stranger, uh, everyone here so far seems to, except for, I guess, Reaper, uh, has, like, a day job, right? Uh-huh. Um, and Stranger doesn't really have one yet, partially because he's too new. So I think his only, his, like, main marketable skills are that he he's effectively like a doctor for plant people in a way. Um, so I think he's trying to see if there is, like, a, I guess, like, an aid station somewhere he can find, like, employment in or a garden he can start, like, working at. Um, I think I pitched the idea that uh, because th- this is, in my mind, par- at least partially inspired by uh, Madis- uh, Hotel Pennsylvania, which is across from the Madison Square Garden, that there is uh, the uh, Madison Trapezoidal Botanical Garden. Mm. What the hell was that? <laughs> uh, the Madison Square Garden uh, in New York, you know, the the big um, uh, like uh, event venue. It's directly across from Hotel Pennsylvania. I'm just doing a fucking bit. Uh, the, t- the Botanical oh, Gardens. Just I, a t- I, I, I was, I was legit. I was like trapping trapezanial guardian. I was trying to like tap, type this out. I was like, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> or you could just be at like a uh, like what if there is no established doctor's office in this place. Um, which is quite possible. I think he, he might just go to Harper and go. Can you like? throw together or get me in contact with whoever is managing this place. Really, I don't know quite the the organizational structure here. Can I just get like a room I can see people in? You've got a lot of people here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you have anyone here in case somebody gets sick and then you're going to have a plague on your hands if it spreads. Oh, yeah, sure thing. Well, you know what you could do? In the meantime, you can use one of these spare rooms. But if you're thinking something larger, I mean, we don't have no, like, management sort of thing. But you could talk to Parks. He's sort of the one who runs everything inside of the hotel. Oh, there he is right now, actually. And he's going to point over. And Parks, the robot, is going to be uh, motioning towards you, stranger. It's like... Oh, Mr. Stranger! Mr. Stranger! Uh, could I, could I borrow you from your time? Of course. Was this the racist robot? I don't remember. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is the, this uh, is the yes. racist. We can't keep labeling characters racist. Everyone's racist towards Stranger. It just keeps happening. Fine. Look, I, I know what Stranger looks like. That's a baby. He's got a, he's got a, a person's corpse inside of his chest cavity. That's about right. Um, yeah, he'll he'll uh, like gl- uh, slide over to Parks and go. What can I assist you with? He's like, well, I, I'm gathering all of you vibe checkers to uh, discuss your next scenario, if you will, endeavor, perhaps. Well, I imagine Lillian's in the theater, and Hialeah, I believe, was having a bit of an a re- religious epiphany. Ah, well. Do, do bring them all here. It's quite quite imperative that you, you tarry forth, so to speak. Uh, yeah, a stranger will nod and then uh, go to collect his, his team members. 
So Hylia brings uh, Barbella to the meeting for a minute, just being like, "Okay, so you said the 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 orca punched the crab so hard they both died." <laughs> I think so. I think so. I was busy. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I was busy we, uh, swinging the anchor at Grandma at the time. You don't know if your friend is dead. <laughs> A lot happened. I just wanted to get the leg back to where the leg was meant to go. A lot happened around that. Okay. Well, I think it's more dramatic if there was like four dead, too if too many dead and it's like it's like overwhelming and not not sexy. But you need to have some people dead or like it's not, you know, fun. Did did you just say did you use the word sexy to describe n- the number of people dead? That that's concerning. I have a bad <laughs> Bad, bad news for you about the serial killer fandom. Hylia is slowly turning into Nightcrawler. (laughs) Oh my god. I wish I had the talent to pull that off. Oh, wow. Look, this is why I like the, uh, you know, this is why I follow the religion of the Riddle Snake. Sometimes it's better not to know things. (laughs) Do not, do not shame her so much for not knowing if someone's dead you'd be surprised what you can survive and then in turn wish you died from in the background uh reaper just walking by to get a sandwich <laughs> completely alive <laughs> everyone in the foreground arguing whether she's dead or not a stranger who literally yeah. just talked to her in, 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 look, in uh in barbella's almost defense like there was a lack of consciousness and then was fine. I think I think for Barbella it's more a case of was that death? Was, was that did dying happen there? Did the real snake bring like, back Reaper? <laughs> or yeah. does Barbella not have object permeance and once uh, <laughs> Reaper left the room <laughs> she died? Look, maybe maybe a little of A, a little of B. Look, there's there's very little difference between healing magic and raise dead, you know. The the line is blurry. I say, I say, realizing I'm pretty sure Balbella was the one to do the healing magic. We both uh-huh. did. Yep. <laughs> Just if strangers uh, rounding everyone up on Park's be- behalf, like, like I keep just having the mental image of like, like uh, Lillian's like gotten done with like the rehearsal for the show, and like is kind of like uh, jazzed off of those good vibes of like getting it all set up, and, and if Stranger like comes looking for 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 Faye, that j- just like wherever we're gonna go, like Lillian's just like, all right, it's time to skedaddle, and like fucking <laughs> like <laughs> does like a fucking like acrobatic pirouette. Just so I can, I want. What well, basically, I just want to like do an acrobatics roll to see if, you, if I can do like a fun. Just force the roll to into the scene. You pirouette into the scene. Yes. Oh nice. no! You botched. Let's uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger takes out his his fucking sickle and like Shepherd's crooks are off the scene like it's a vaudeville act. Oh no! We're going sickle mode here. Let's get out of here. Okay, with that botch, uh, I want to say you you hit a table and an urn falls off and hits the ground and smashes. God! Wow. <laughs> That's terrifying prospect. <laughs> right, right in front of the family member who we were going, we were going to bring back today. Inexplicably, there's already like a like like a little bit of a sign put up around the uh, the urn that's broken on the ground, 
and it's sort of staged out to be cleaned up. Like Boyce is already there. It's like, ah, oh, geez, that shelf was not sturdy enough up there. Ah, oh, why would we even put something high up there? And just it's just. A, a little halfling child sees it happen and goes, Grandpa, no! <laughs> <laughs> Grampies! Uh, Parks is going to uh, immediately come by with like uh, a dustpan and begin sweeping up and say, Oh, fair, fair lady, do be more careful around here. There's a lot of sensitive material around these parts. I am so... Sorry, I, I just got a little excited. I, I j- j- just, it's a bit of those the pre-show jitters manifesting I- into a beautiful cartwheel that turned into a horrible accident. Yes, well, perhaps save your theatrics for the stage instead of the front desk, so to speak. <laughs> I, I tickle myself. Oh, I... It, are, are you all coming along on this? He's going to say uh, to Barbella and voice like, are you are you here for uh, are you vibe checkers now as well? No, no, no. I'm just trying to remember facts because this this once asked me so many questions. My my facts have jumbled a little. I'm just I'm just doing I'm not really doing vibe checking. I'm doing uh, compliance check ins. Just sort of a little hobby of mine. Uh, I. Are you aware that the the that the the polish on this particular part of, of the floor might be a bit too much? It might actually be a slip hazard. Just letting you know, you want to be want to check that out there. Yes, I will file a complaint over with Mister Harper right away. I am glad uh, to see that you are all doing well. I am also uh, somewhat uh, relieved to know you won't be joining because I only made three forms, and this is actually very important. Um, and he is going to uh, shuffle off uh, some forms to uh, the vibe checkers. Uh, in in order to like before before heading off and getting out of the way of this scene, uh, Barbella will will uh, tap tap her new friend on the shoulder and be like, "I checked my 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 list of spells. I can't ping people back from the dead, so they weren't dead." All right. Well, I'm gonna say that you weren't sure because I think it's more interesting. I think you're an unreliable witness, and I think the fans will really have a great time uh, arguing whether or not you're a liar or not. Oh, so what? So what you're saying is sometimes audiences like to have uncertain information and don't like to have certain facts for certain, and and maybe they would like the riddle snake. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes fans like to be mad at women. I think that's... Oh. <laughs> uh, Barbella looks visibly disappointed and walks away. Uh. I think so mean. I think as Barbella's walking her way, Stranger just turns to Lillian and goes, was she carrying someone's severed leg? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people here doing that, actually. But she had, like, metal banding on it. Just, I don't know anything about that. Boys will try to run after Barbella to comfort her in, in the face of all of this. Just uh, as, as he exit the scene, basically. I never get this under, under the water. Pop ground behavior. <laughs> this is land-coded <laughs> shenanigans. It's like, man, it really is better down where it's wetter, you know? Mm-hmm. Lillian's gonna dust themselves off a little bit after that fucking just bozo ass display and be like, "Well, I, I would worry less about the uh, leg 
that person was carrying and uh, do more to uh, care about what's on this form we just got handed. Yeah, you take a look at the form. Mm-hmm. Give me an intelligence check. Straight intelligence check? St- straight intelligence check. Okay. 24. No, that's 12. No, 24 is me. I am... S- that's how dumb I am. I, wrote, I read the wrong one. No, I'm not dumb. So the, the party passes. All of you are able to uh, glean from this form that this is like a waiver in case of your death, essentially. Oh, um, I should note for Stranger that you're able to like read through the legalese of this. Uh, I'm curious how Stranger knows this uh, more than everyone else. Uh, but you're able to glean that this applies specifically to like non-vibe check things that go on the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you you can like read through this. You're like a, a, a not great lawyer wrote this up. There are loopholes in this. Uh, I see. Um, I I think maybe um, like okay so. Let's see how how would stranger in particular know that this is a this is trying to specifically get out of non vibe check related deaths, um, and uh, it's badly written. Hmm. You're a lawyer, the scariest thing of all. I was going to make that joke. <laughs> God damn it! Ooh. I'm too slow on the draw. Uh, I'm so because he's a druid. Uh, Stranger ha- does have access to a the language of druidic, and maybe in like in in a fucked up attempt to hide some of this uh, this legalese, they just wrote it in a language most people can't speak. Yeah, this this was the equivalent of Latin was druidic. And they just assume. I was literally about to say, yeah, well, can you imagine hiding half of a profession in a different language? That would be crazy. <laughs> and you're just able to go through this. You're like, some of these aren't even real. <laughs> Ipso facto. Lorem ipsum. I don't, I don't think I can, I can sign a waiver saying you're not at fault if the building falls on me. Oh, that wouldn't happen, of course. This is standard. It's it, uh, it, it, it's just something in case, you know, uh, uh, something were to happen with our next vibe check client. Now, I, what, I, what I would like to know is why we didn't have to sign one for the last client. Is this ink still wet? <laughs> I, I wasn't afraid of Harper accidentally killing you, but I'm not as certain about your next client. Oh, and, and you will be needing these. And Parks is going to reach down and he's going to pull out three gas masks and hand them to you. I see. I don't have lungs. Do we? Two of us don't have lungs. I, 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 how, how am I going to wear this on top of my other mask? It is also the thing that I use to cast magic, so I don't know how this is going to work. Um, he is going to look towards, uh, Hylia and Stranger particularly and say, uh, do trust me. You are going to want to wear this. I believe here in this contract, if you do not provide proper PPE for us, <laughs> you're still at fault. <laughs> uh, do these fit our body specifications? 
does, does this Wet enough does this next client leak toxic gas sorry um <laughs> funny you should say that I, I think stranger pulls a random person over um could you would you mind being a witness for a moment did you say it is well enough <laughs> well I've got to get going did you you said you grabbed a random person yeah Okay, I actually want to establish the, the random person you grabbed because someone is looking for wet team right now. I'm going to put a picture uh, into the, the roll 20 for us all to enjoy together. It's one of oh, my no. favorite images that I have for the season. Oh, oh. oh look at him. Oh, sea dragon. Beautiful boy. Yeah, it's a leafy sea dragon. So this is a uh, kuatoa or fish person who has the kind of uh, seahorse head with like the long snout, but they are like fully, uh, I mean, the word that comes to mind is pimped out. <laughs> they just have like a huge flowing purple robe and they have all of these uh, appendages with uh, what appear to be like uh, leaves or fins on them. They're like very beautiful, but this person is like dressed up in a very uh, official looking outfit. And as you pull them aside, they're you know startled and they're like, "Oh, unhand me!" Oh, this guy's definitely pregnant. Um, sorry, I just had a moment of your time. Uh, can you just confirm that what this man is about to say? Uh, did you say that it should do well enough? I, 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 I just mean that the you know there's straps on the back that you can tighten, of course, and there, there's, there's. More of you to, you know, ensure a, a, a tight fit. I would, you know, just don't stay too long. I I, I think I heard the oven ding. I have to get going. <laughs> the leafy sea dragon, like, straightens his robes and says, Well, I never. Have you seen any of the servants of the church of the, the riddle snake? I'm, I'm looking for my, my flock. I am, of course, I am the Bishop Bitter Creek. I believe I saw the big beefy one walking out that way. Look for the person carrying leg, specifically a crab leg. Ah, Barbella, my most powerful pupil. Yes, uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, in the future, perhaps uh, ask instead of grabbing someone. You've bent my leaves. This. Uh, all right, I'll see you later. You, 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 you leaved a bad impression. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, 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 I like to think that the moment that the comment about the building falling down is mentioned, it, like there's an insert cut of like uh, Barbella and Boyce and Boyce is like, you know, it's weird. This building has like a, a load barren strand of wire in the middle of this open room that anyone can run into. I, I, I question the design here. The whole thing could just go down in just an instant. <laughs> just like <laughs> just how dangerous the gig apparently is to live in. <laughs> So it's, it sounds like we need to find a rather stinky petitioner, so shall we follow our nose? Uh, can, can everyone roll perception? Like, everyone, everyone? Everyone. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. Wait, Sarah, crit fail it. Intentionally crit fail it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sending psychic waves to crit fail it. You did. You did. <laughs> Lillian, oh no! Uh, 17. 18. I, I rolled, a boys rolled a two. Just legit. Yeah, so I mean, you, the Lillian crit, uh, crit failing and this being a direct consequence of your, of 
her, your previous botch, Sarah, is uh, bad for you because suddenly Lillian begins floating up off the ground and then is heaved across the gig. Uh, you are going to take uh, 10 damage as you go through a table alerting uh, all of the characters in the area. Ow! <laughs> what? Is she doing wire work? What's happening? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> what do you do? Anyone? Cry. You all just seen Lillian be flung across the room. Um, this was not part of the rehearsal. I guess I have. Uh, I could cast detect magic and try to figure out what did it. Sure. Uh, so you're gonna spend the spell slot? Uh, oh wait, I have dispel magic, not detect magic. Never mind. Boyce has uh, detect magic that they can cast and burn a spell slot to do. Um, let's see here. Yep, yeah, Boyce will just do that. Uh, uh. Boyce will cast Detect Magic as a ritual to figure out what the heck, what in tarnation happened here, you know? Uh, all right, so you're going to cast uh, Detect Magic, and you see a vaguely humanoid shape uh, glowing. Uh, so you you you, know, you have your green prints uh, that you can unroll and do some uh, math or something to maybe like uh, you know, reflect light in such a way that you can see. Uh, there is some kind of magical signature, and it is like stalking towards Lillian again. It's once again a humanoid shape. Uh, I would say necromantic is the uh, school of magic. Uh, stranger isn't aware of this, so he's just gonna go help up his friend who just got rolled into a de- uh, into a table. I guess. Are you quite all right? Did you uh, pirouette off off stage? What happened? <laughs> just Lily's just like, ooh, I was not prepared for that. No, I don't do wire work. That's too dangerous. Oh, yes, after all those peoples and man spiders turn off the dark, <laughs> got injured. <laughs> no, let, hold on. Hold on. Daniel. Dan. <laughs> I, I have a joke. I was going to use at some point. Uh, Drider man, turn off the underdark. I don't perform that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was too good to just waste on us. <laughs> you should have you saved that for a better audience. Uh. Yeah. All right, uh, stranger, you go to help Lillian up, uh, and then you need to make a strength saving throw as uh, the humanoid necromancy uh, thing tries to pick you up and hurl you. Okie dokie. Eight. Nope, not doing it. Uh, I made all- of sticks and vines. It's very easy to throw me. Yeah, you all watch in a horror as strangers thrown into the uh, bar in the middle of the gig where uh, the robot normally works. Or, or the robot works at the reception desk. Do we have a bartender? Uh, not established yet, now. All right, so you hit the bar, flip over it, and the uh, uh, unspecified bartender ducks down before we can get a good look at him. <laughs> so we don't have to decide that right now. Uh yeah, Barbella can drop down a spell I don't think I've had an opportunity to use yet. Fog Cloud. Uh, Barbella can create, let me pull this up, a 20-foot radius sphere of fog centered on a point within range um, that heavily obscures an area and makes it very difficult for anyone to see. And I'm hoping we can all hide in the little fog bubble and be harder to hit by whoever's coming for us. 
So yeah, people from the b above and below the gig are all coming to see the disturbance because people are being thrown around. So everyone's here. Uh, uh, Bar Barbella, you drop a fog cloud to uh, try to hide in, but now you can all see that there is something in the fog uh, stalking around. So it is like uh, vaguely humanoid, and it start it's picking up things, it's like picking up chairs and tables and throwing them at uh, random patrons here. You'll, you'll uh, see in the background, Parks the robot is uh, running around and grabbing a bunch of things and then like uh, kind of cowering behind like, oh, please, please don't damage anything expensive. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, OK, so Stranger is going to uh, crawl, I guess, crawl over the, the bar, uh, drag himself over it. And uh, wild shape into a saber tooth tiger, um, which has the keen scent trait. So I can track things by scent at that point. Uh, and he's going to try to find whatever through him and uh, uh, Lillian and maul it. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, probably that the uh, thing you smell is... Uh, when Lillian knocked over the urn, there was uh, like a body part in there. It was like a mummified, uh, you know, a heart or something. Um, and it like, you know, when the, the urn shattered, it was released and you could smell those ashes. Um, I think with the crit, I'm just going to tell you that, that this is a, a poltergeist. This is an angry ghost Lillian unleashed with the botch. Uh, and because it's a ghost, uh, I believe they are resistant to non-magical attacks, which I currently am. <laughs> Stranger's going to, I guess, sail into this fog as a leaping uh, viney tiger uh, with like, I think he doesn't have like real, um, uh, real like saber tooth tiger fangs. I think they're just two like rusty sickles sticking out of an approximate like pumpkin head. Uh, yeah, this is the thing. Druids are normally humans who turn into animals. You're a pumpkin who turns into pumpkin things, right? Like you are yeah. fully orange, like vined, uh, saber tooth creatureoid. <laughs> you're you're in no sense a furry cat. Yeah. Um, so it's something that we haven't uh, touched on uh, much, but I think strangers alluded to is that he part of his job back home uh, was to grow uh, younger members of his species, but also like other sort of like biome specific pumpkin related creatures. Um, I'm, I'm specifically drawing on imagery of uh, in 40K, there is something called a crute, who which uh, take on like aspects of things they eat, uh, but they're like a sentient race and so they're not like getting, you know, an alien bug evolution Zerg uh, type thing. Um, and they have people whose job is specifically to go, okay, you're getting way too stupid. You need to eat someone smarter. And that's <laughs> basically part of what his job is. Uh, and yeah, he's going to, I guess, maul this ghost because it's actively attacking people. <laughs> Lillian is going to like put their hands together and be like, I'm so sorry about cracking the urn earlier just now. I, 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 that was very stupid of me. I just wanted to show off some new moves that I learned for the show that I'm putting on tonight. Uh, max damage, 17. <laughs> All right, pay me a picture of you uh, banishing this ghost. Um, I th so I think we established that it was like an urn with a heart in it. So stranger just kind of walks over, like plods over to the heart heart in this tiger form, uh, and scoops it up in his jaws and swallows it. 
Oh, okay. I think the family took the the actual remains away, I think. Oh, okay. Um, Then if that's the case, uh, Stranger, um, like, uh, leaps through the air on on viney legs uh, and, like, snaps his jaws around uh, the neck of this this ghostly apparition uh, and with, like, a quick jerk just kind of dissipates it like smoke. All right, and we're already in the in the smoke because of Barbella's uh, fog uh, ability. So all of that filters out, and you see uh, the leafy sea dragon, uh, Bishop Bitter Creek, who is uh, you know standing there watching Barbella, and like nods and says, uh, "Wet team, come with me. We have an assignment," and, and leaves the scene. Uh, as the rest of you are, you know, dry team standing there, and Hialeah folds up her scroll and says, uh, "Okay, so we do need to be careful with all of the bones and the organs and the ashes and the stuff because this is an extremely hauntable building we all live in." I think uh, Stranger uh, shifts back into his normal form and says, "I." I think it might be a good thing I came here. You people need a consultant desperately. <laughs> I think Lillian's probably just like trying to find what was it you said like a like a like a little like the like the grandkid of of, of this ghost trying to scramble around and like like give them a tearful apology because they didn't you killed my grandpa happen. again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How could you do this? Like, now we're never gonna get him back. He's gonna fail the vibe check for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we waited in line for this long, and now we're not gonna get it. Oh, this is the worst family vacation ever. I'll never know where he buried the gold. <laughs> well, I'm just like on the ground, like that pose where like you're like got your hands above your head, just off the floor, just like what can I do to make it up to you? <laughs> you can find my grandpa's gold! <laughs> 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 <laughs>